Hello everybody and welcome back to Gelato's Parlor, the revived Gelato's Parlor. Yes, I'm starting the series again. I had a little bit of a hiatus with this over the uh, lockdown and whatever. Uh, I didn't really feel like doing it, but I feel like bringing it back and I'll tell you why. Because my new series of Gelato's Parlor, we're going to be doing a little thing called London Lives. Now on London Lives, I'm going to be chatting to uh, people that have been, you know, uh, coping during this lockdown and how they're coping and whatever. Not just about the lockdown, because I don't want to keep going on about that all the time. But, you know, just people's life ex life's experiences. We're going to be having uh, tailors on here. We're going to be having bar owners, raconteurs, film producers and all that kind of thing. So uh, I'm really looking forward to doing that. Um my first uh, interviewee, or rather the guy I'm having a chat with, is a wonderful guy called David Stevens, who's a master tailor, but also uh, a shop in Leon C and Savile Row. But also uh, David's a great musician uh, and a songwriter and a great storyteller. And on our first episode, uh, we wandered around the streets of London, the East End of London, where David grew up. And we had a lovely chat. Now, I just want to warn you, the audio isn't perfect in places because we were doing this outside and we were actually crouched in the rain at one point <laughs> in a, a little kind of door way then we had to move out so you can hear thunder you can hear rain coming down so once in a while the audio is not perfect so please bear with us on that now if you've enjoyed these gelato parlor uh, podcasts um you can leave a small donation because i will be putting a paypal button up you don't have to but a little donation is always useful and nice but thank you very much guys and uh i'll be reviving these so you'll uh, keep a lookout for gelato's parlor this is ray gelato and this is my chat with the lovely mr david stevens <laughs> This is Ray Gelato, and this is Gelato's Parlour, and this is a new series I'm doing uh, right during this lockdown called London Lives, and I want to talk to uh, London characters and people that are offering something and how they're coping in the lockdown and just their stories. And I'm with um, a very good friend of mine, he's a recent friend of mine, uh, Mr. David Stevens, tailor extraordinaire, songwriter, musician, all-round character and artist, uh, more, most importantly. Uh, Dave, how are you, mate? Great, Ray. Great to be with you. I'm in good company, peeps. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Now, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to say, we, we've tried to do one of these before, and it, and it, it all kind of messed up. So we're, Yeah, we've we'll hit start, a bum note. <laughs> we've hit a bum note. But what we're doing is, basically, we're, we're, upon this, we're wandering around East London. We're wandering around Hackney, Clark, and, well, and all that, where David grew up. And it's a fascinating day for me, because we were, we were basically going to do solo, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. And, uh, and David suggests, he says, look, why don't we try uh, East London where I grew up and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see something different. And I'm so glad we did because so unfortunately, right in the middle of this lockdown, it's completely dead at the moment. And uh, it's just so different for me. We're, we're actually doing this interview right outside Cedra Court. <laughs> Tell us a bit about Cedra Court, mate. Well, Cedra Court, some people think, for some mad reason, is up in, like, you know, Whitechapel or something because the craze... Ron, Ronnie Cray bought the flat there in Cedra Court, like in that famous picture where the two crays are walking. But actually, my aunt lived up, up on the side of that in the same block where, where Ronnie lived, but on the opposite side. And it's actually in a, a very Hasidic Jewish part of Hackney, uh, Clapton, Upper Clapton, called uh, Kaysenoff Road. Uh, and so we, we've... Um, I took Ray down here to show him, and I showed him exactly where the... Uh, Craze lived and, and uh, we've had a few photos, haven't we? We've, seen a, we've had a few photos. We've had a few photos. And uh, yeah. the funny thing is, 
we can see the window now, can't yeah, we? Yeah, we can. <laughs> and it's, it's fascinating because I've... I think the Russians have got it now, though. They've built another floor on that, haven't they? Yeah, it looks They're going to collab- collapse it. <laughs> yeah. But it's just interesting to be with, with David because he, he does a lot of things, but he's, he's known for... Uh, basically, we're walking around this wonderful East London. We've seen David's primary school and we've seen all these things. Tell us where we've... we've also well, the, the block of flats school. Where you, where you grew up as well. Yeah, the block of, block of flats just around the corner from where the Crays lived, actually, from where Ronnie Cray lived. Uh, and it's Upper Clapton, and on my balcony, it's called Warmer House, and on my balcony, where I lived as a young boy, as a teenage boy, was um, also where um, Alan Sugar lived, Lord Sugar. Uh, and so he was about three, day, three doors away from me, and my family knew, my Jewish side of the family, knew um, the Sugars quite well. Or should I say the Zookas? <laughs> they knew them quite well. The Zookas, yeah. That's the real name. They yeah. were from Odessa in Ukraine, um, Ukrainian Jews. And uh, his dad was a tailor, Nathan. Uh, Alan's obviously about 100 years older than me and looks it. <laughs> yeah. won't, he won't hear this, don't no, worry. He will, we will. He'll, he'll guess it. He's got spies. I'm going to send it, I'm gonna no, send it to him. But uh, no, he, he was a, a fine young man. Uh, what I can remember of uh, Lord Sugar, he was very respectable as a young man and would even do groceries for the neighbours. You know, he, he was a good a good ambassador for the um, community, a young ambassador, really, really was. What you've just said about the the Jewish thing, because I'm Jewish as well, you know, not a lot of people know it, they think I'm fully Italian, but I'm both. No, we've got the same... (laughs) And so David, we've got the same same background background in reverse. Wrong way round. But but (laughs) I'm just amazed that this area is... I didn't realise how how, how, how Jewish this area still is with the Hasidic Hasidic Mm. Jews, but but the amazing thing is you've told me about other people that grew up around it. Yeah. Uh, Mark Boland. Mark Boland. I had no idea, mate, he was an East London boy. So yeah. Tell us a bit about that. Well, Mark Boland, obviously, once again, as old as I'm getting, he was still older than me, uh, poor Mark, um, the late Mark Boland, and he grew up in a block of flats just up the road from here called Guinness Trust, where his father was the caretaker, I'm sure most of you know, uh, and the name was the Feld, they were Feld, uh, Feld family, um, Jewish Feld, East London, um, North London Jewish Feld family, and that was the Guinness Trust uh, block in Stamford Hill where he grew up. Uh, and um, he went to the same primary school as that I attended later. Uh, and um, that was Northwold, where I took Ray to. And also Eric Hall went there, the agent Eric Hall, was also a friend of mine. Uh, and um, uh, Lord Sugar went there. So it was quite a... You know, I was the only infamous one. There, <laughs> well, you're famous now. You will now be up at this. But it, yeah. it's just, you know what? The thing is, yeah. mate, it's so fascinating to speak to you because... We, we, we haven't known each other hugely long. We, we no. became mates on Facebook um, just About six years ago. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, but, but recently, more recently, yeah. more in this lockdown yeah. business. Uh, but what I find fascinating is we had such similar upbringings. We've got similar Very backgrounds. Similar. I mean, I had an upbringing, yeah. as most of you may know, in, in a council estate in Latimer right. Road, yeah. what we used to call the arse end of Labrick Grove. Rush area. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, um, that's, right, that's my posse. Yeah. We've got people <laughs> passing by. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing this on the street, actually. Doing, you know what yeah, we're doing? Yeah. We're crouching in a porch <laughs> in the rain. So this podcast is real, man. You know. But but I grew up yeah, at the arse end of Labrick Grove of Notting Hill. Yeah. And uh, a, a rough... Very like you did a very, very similar. Mul- mul- they talk about multiculturalism now. Yeah. We were part of that when we, we grew we up. We grew up with we multiculture. Were, we, we grew up uh, with it, and all this the way it's gone lately is kind of disturbing. You know, uh, all these kind of Marxists that are kind of trying to make everything racist all of a sudden. Because I'm not saying it wasn't a racist upbringing institution that we were brought up in in East London. You know, you had your Jewish community, you had your Irish communities, you had your, you know, your English. British English community. Uh, the Cockneys, and, yeah. Uh, Cockneys, we were all Cockneys. 
Uh, and um, but that's what I'm saying. We were all cockneys, and if someone accidentally slipped up from saying something that the older generation would have said, you know, like uh, a horrible racist sort of remark, it, we could kind of swing it off because we were all so multicultured. We rubbed so along. We, we just as we said earlier. water off a duck's yeah. back, and the way it's gone now, I'm not saying. I mean, uh, racist comments are disgusting and they're evil. They uh, are. But when they said with kids and growing up in that innocently. Yeah, well, you know, everyone just kind of brushed it off, and we knew it came from a, a, a different kind of source. We knew it weren't our friends talking. And you had the, the older point. generation that were racist because they were racist out of ignorance; they didn't understand. Absolutely. But we—if you grew up in a multi, you know multicultural thing like, like we you'd did with Irish, Jewish people, to, you'd have to man up against it. You, you did it, yeah. And you, yeah. You, 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 you'd have to you, man up. Against and we fought it, it in, our, in our own way. God. But well, I've been called everything from a Jew boy to a, a Italian wop to a grease ball to a yid. I've been called a lot and do you know what yeah it made more of a man out of me and that's the truth and, and, and more the, of a character more I reckon course. the problem is people people like we've said rub, rub, rubbed along and we did our bit and whatever but the problem is we're talking working class I believe I, we're not going to get into this too much just a bit no. but I believe that it's the but someone's got I to say this I hate to say this but the, I know. think it's almost like the, the, the middle class liberals that are stirring Exploiting. the, the, yeah. the pot yeah. and they're not that nobody anyway I don't think anyone's for the working man anymore but <laughs> no, we're going to go on but just what, what I want to talk it won't let us work. No. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to go on to that in a minute. But what I want to, before we do go on to lockdown, because this is London Live, so I want to see how people like yourself are coping in this lockdown. But I just want to say, as I mentioned earlier, you know, you're a very respected tailor. So first of all, tell us where your shops are, your businesses, and then tell us well, a brief thing, how you got into tailoring and what you feel yeah. about it. Well, you're an artist, mate. Uh, you know? uh, but first and foremost, you've got that right, right, because you are yourself. Before people say to me, what are you, a tailor or a singer, mate, you mind up? No, I'm an artist, first and foremost. My vision, I go by vision and feel. Uh, and that's why I put everything into my tailoring. That's why I, I become a success of what I've done and what I do, because I, I believe in what I'm doing. Uh, you know, and um, the main thing is just putting everything, focusing and, and putting everything into as a true artist. Started, does. Isn't it, though? No, you I know, started, it's fascinating, it? yeah. you know. I got my, um, I had my father's side of the family. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a rock star and um, 70s kid, but my father wasn't having it. He didn't want me to be a bum. And I got thrown into Taylor in the family business in uh, just up the road from here in Mare Street, Hackney. Uh, and, uh, but I learnt the cutting and everything with, and jacket making with, with my dad and uncle the two brothers broke up my my dad and uncle broke up and I ended up in Savile Row at Norton and Sons and learned. can I just back yeah. one sec Dave do you yeah. mind how did you what technique did you learn was it an old school technique oh yeah or, absolutely or the, like the, the well, traditional I started technique? off with the Jewish side of the tailor in East End of London which was very kind of uh, slapdash but artistic more like your Neapolitan tailors they go by feel and vision I see right? well, and rather experience than rather, yes. yes but when I went I had a cruel awakening when I went up to Savile Row because all of a sudden everything I'd learned I had to relearn because I was told there's no grey area there's just a right and a wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you agree with so, that there's not well, yes there and no, a, yeah. no I don't totally agree with uh, either side but it was good ground for me because I learned both sides you know yeah. I, learned, I learned both sides and um uh, the British tailors were fantastic, regimental tailors. Structure was amazing, you know. Uh, and uh, that was the Savile Row I remember. Yeah. Uh, Savile Row of the day, I, I can't really answer that. But um, Any any comments on it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's become like Carnaby Street. It's the new Carnaby Street. Forgive the noise, David and I are just sitting down because we, yeah. we were crouching in an alley in the... Yeah, we were crouching in an alley in the rain, yeah. right? Yeah. And we were... Uh, you, you know, th this isn't interviews. This is just a nice... 
conversation with, with, with some, some what I call London characters that are doing something and some, something artistic and something great. So just carry because I mean it's so fascinating with the tailoring and the techniques you were doing. And who, basically, yeah. who have you made suits? I know you've, you've told me. You know, yeah. some, and I, I don't. This isn't about famous people. This thing. This is about real people doing it. But I know you've made suits for some you know some some names and whatever. So yeah, I mean uh, to me everyone's a VIP. You know, as long as they're paying you, you know, otherwise they're not. I feel the same about people. As long as they pay me, they're all VIPs. No, but in in all honesty, I'd rather make a a wedding suit for for a couple. A young couple, or uh, or any couple, a nice wedding suit for their special day. They make a suit for David Beckham or Tom Ford, whoever you want to mention. I, to me, I, I get more pleasure out of doing somebody's special day. That, what a privilege that I'm selected to make their, a suit for a lifetime, rather than some glossy tosser who just comes yeah. and goes. That's the way yeah. I see it. But be, sorry, you know, I look at I, be, I look at I know. look at tailoring and, and bespoke suits. As what I do in, or not I do, you know, what we do in the music business, in, when you're playing what I call roots yeah. music and something outside the mainstream, yeah. one, I think it's a dying art. Yeah. I might be wrong about that, but I think it's a similar, <laughs> and there's a lot of parallels, and I think that yeah, you put you your heart and soul behind something, and you don't get rich. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you die. <laughs> but I just Only think, when you die. Yeah, it, it's yeah. artisan. Only when you die. It, it's, and, and playing, yeah. you know, and, Only and, when you die. But but uh, just it, it's so where, where where are your shops, David? Uh, well, so because I want I want to get you my, some business. Money. My shops, yeah. Well, I've got offices in Savile Row, but not on the moment. But yeah. um, my shops are in Essex, Leon C in Essex, which is where I I live now. And um, I'm a Londoner, but I, I chose to live in a place that I used to go as a kid to get the cockles and mussels when it went a little upmarket and a little bit kind of residential. Yeah. So uh, I, I love living up there. I What's the address of your shop? Do you mind? Because yeah, I, no. it's nice if people yeah. come up and... Um, do you know what? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, David Stevens. Um, <laughs> Fusion Tailoring Noor, yeah. and it's one stroke two. Belt and Corner Marine Parade. You can't miss it. It's the most darkest shop. Because <laughs> you know I love bespoke suits yeah. too. In fact, David and I first, you know, we've been Facebook friends for, for a, um, a short while, a, year, a long time. Years, but but, but yeah. we've Quite met each other recently yeah. and become Friends. found out we had a lot in common background-wise and being two working-class Londoners. Yeah. But I, and I think David first... Artists. You, artists, but you first... You, you, you first messaged me on, on Facebook and said about the bespoke uh, uh, tailored suits, which I always wear. Yeah, I right. don't wear off the peg. I've got one oh. off the peg, which I bought in Athens, yeah. from an old, old, uh, uh, what I call band uniform place. You're a which is, jazz man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I've had them made from Mr. Eddie and Soho, uh, George the Taylor, various people. Gilo was great, but my next one's so going to be yours. As soon fantastic. as I get back on my feet, which brings me to the next thing. Uh, you, we, we, see, on this London Lives, I don't want to dwell on this too much because the media are bringing every drop of life out of it. It's on social media. It's obviously, we all know about the virus, you know, about the lockdown, but artists especially, and the music business, the entertainment, and your business, how are you coping with this lockdown? Terrible. <laughs> um, no it's, one is it's doing shit, well, isn't are it? they? That's it's right. And even those that think I'm all right, Jack, the all right, I'm all right, Jack Brigade, yeah. are not going to be for too long when the country no. comes down with it. Um, I... I am not really a political man, but I am an observist, yeah? And I do see this country in a hell of a state. 
this four week, in my mind, uh, lockdown was a, a disgrace. Nobody knows. No, no, one, no one's had to deal with this. But a month, another month long lockdown. And again, we don't want to dwell on this. Yeah. It, I, I've got no optimism because I kept looking at what I had in the future and thinking I could do this, I could do this. Maybe the odd thing will come in. And then all of a sudden, you get knocked another lockdown. And you must feel the same way. It's a terrible well, yeah, it's, way. It's knackered. Not not kicking the nuts, it isn't is it? Because for a tailor, which is what I am and what I do, for all of us tailors, he's knackered several rows. He's slaughtered the heart of it, the mecca of tailoring, he's slaughtered it. Um, so much so that the Savile Row landlords who are like sort of Ebenezer Scrooge now actually want to give us a, a, a year's rent free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's how bad it is. And um, it's just, as, you, as it started picking up again, getting towards that, you know, from a business angle, getting towards that winter run that we were, yeah. you know, DJs and overcoats and more suits. He's like knackered it all. He's gone back into a, a sleepy lockdown, another sleepy, unnecessary lockdown. Th is it, yeah, isn't you know, even a lockdown if you look at the traffic on the road? Lockdown, and yet oh, none not. of the shops can open up. It, it's, this yeah. is, this is, I mean, this is part of the London life series, really, how we're all coping. And it's a, it's a terrible thing. From the thing. heart, from the head, from the it, heart. It's a terrible thing. And I'm, terrible. we're not deniers either. You know, we believe in masks and, and this, but it must, have, it must have murdered your business, mate. It, it must have murdered it. It, it would think this. A tailor depends on, like, the Royal Ascot, weddings, a British tailor. The Royal Ascot, weddings, offices, the, the uh, London offices, the hedge fund around Mayfair, so East and West London, uh, and also the nightlife in Soho, like people like Ray that likes his suits and goes on stage sure. at Ronnie Scott's. You know, all these guys, I, I tailor most of them, and... and um, yeah, you know, he's, he's knackered the whole lot. It means now that the only well-dressed people, and I hate to say it, or wearing a suit, are going to be politicians. Yeah, I was going to say the same <laughs> thing. I'm thing going to have to shop it. at M&S. <laughs> yeah. Wearing M&S sports Why? jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, suits are us. Suits are us. <laughs> it's a, but what, while we've gone through that, I'll just... Because these London lives, I want to talk... Uh, uh, Mark's a very... Uh, um, <laughs> David's an extremely interesting character, but also uh, we've got a lot in common because David's got a, mu David's got a music career as well. He can't open his bottle of brandy as well. We've got a little, little mini. Tell us, about, tell, us, tell us about the music career because we were talking yeah. about Sinatra and Bennett earlier yeah. and how you started off impersonating Frank and what you're doing with the music now, you know. Yeah. Tell us. Um, well, I've always been, music has always been my first love and, and will be always. Um, I'm, I came from a musical kind of family, you know, and I grew up with my dad who liked Elvis, and especially Frank Sinatra, Ella, Tony Bennett, you know, Dino, and um, loved it, you know, loved that. He was a 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s man, so I grew up with that, really, and I used to imitate. I used to listen. As a kid, I'd always try and impress me dad, and um, so he couldn't sing me dad, but I'd try and impress him and sort of sound like Elvis or Frank or... But, it's lovely to land, and I went through all the Rolling Stones period and then Tamla Motown, as we all did, you know, your Elton John, your glam rock, your punk rock, and then all of a sudden one day you land, and that's where I'm now, I'm in my comfort zone, and I've just gone back so heavy on the jazz, and um, so that's how I got into music, and I made an album called Cold Rain, which was almost like a Bruce Springsteen thing of never having singing lessons but taking in all the music I've always heard all my life and taking it all in and spitting it all out and that's what that album is and I realised I didn't want to follow it up and, and what was 
you know, something I had to do and get off. I, I wanted to do where I feel like I'm really in my comfort zone, and that is with jazz. But you're writing your own yeah. stuff as well. I do write my own stuff. Which songs. is so important. So you're not, yeah. you're not, the yeah, beauty yeah, is, David, you're yeah. not, I heard yeah. your stuff and it's great, but you're not a cover artist, which, no. is, uh, which is brilliant. Well, I'm trying to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but, but, no, I, but, but when I, you write I, your own songs, yeah, you see, yeah. I'm a believer in this that I love the covers and people always want the covers, yeah? Yeah. But, if you could put in, you can slip in some of your originals in your own style. You're keeping the music moving yeah. forward yeah. rather than going backwards. We That's all right. go, but we all look backwards well, it's to like learn. The Cole Rain album. I never copied anyone. I've just done what I felt at the time, uh, and um, uh, and with the band and that, and done what I felt at the time. So I could hear like a little Elton John on the playback. I could hear like a little Bowie on. Oh, people tell you you sound like Costello, or you sound like um, the Clash, uh, Strummer, or you sound like Elton John, or you sound like Bruce Springsteen. But it's everything, all kind of in a melting pot, or you yeah. know, in that way. And then there was some sort of um, black orientated music, you know, like things won't turn around, you know, like soul music that I grew up with, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of everything. You Even stick country. it all in the pot, right? Yeah, it's Don't a you? melting pot. You stick basically. it all in the pot, yeah. and you like you, you learn from yeah. everybody, right? Yeah. In music, I believe. Yeah. And then eventually, if you've got a strong enough personality, you find yourself. Because the you problem do. is nobody wants. Nobody wants. You you, I'd rather that. be immediate. I'd rather be. How can I put it? Not be, but a version of some kind of version of myself, good, and bad, karaoke. or indifferent, than some kind of fantastic karaoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I've heard people who can impersonate Sinatra perfectly yeah, in that. Yeah, well, and, and there's a, There's room for them. Yeah. There's room for those people. But yeah. I've never, I've never wanted to be one. People used to say to me in the '90s, "Oh, you sound like Louis Prima," because I used to sing like, "Grab yeah, your yeah, car." Yeah. And I, but you do actually. But hopefully, I've got my own thing going because I've got many more influences apart from Prima. Ray, because when I listen to you, you know, sing, I even said it to Ray, I can hear Tony Bennett there. And then on the timing, Ray's timing is like from a singer, you know. Ray's well, I play like a singer. sax player, you see, because yeah. I'm a musician, so yeah, the breathing always good, try to yeah. phrase like a musician. Yeah. But just just uh, finally, because we'll, we'll, yeah. we're doing pretty short ones on this, you're still struggling with that bloody brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got a fright on the floor. He's bugged it up, I can't open it. And, uh, and what we're probably going to do, we're probably going to get a few bagels in a minute around <laughs> East London. We're having a lovely trying, day. Trying to get into the mould. But um, yeah. what, what, just, just finally, what's yeah. your... your Musical project you're working on now? And Crap. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I'm no. <laughs> no, it's jazz. It's um, a total jazz, all jazz, but different forms of jazz. You know, pop, popular jazz, like you know, American songbook sort of classic feel. Um, and, and I'll do a few covers. I've done Sunny, the you know, the Bobby Hebbs. Uh, yeah. And, and I've got a few others, like a few couple of Sinatra, and, uh, and and also kind of like. What's your new album Italian. called, mate? Um, it'll be called Life's Bouquet, and I've already Fantastic. got it. Fantastic. And where can they get? Where can people get it when it's available? Because um, it's important. I'm, I'm going to have it out everywhere. I'm going to. Everywhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got. Uh, you can buy Cold Rain on platforms like uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, Amazon is it? Amazon yeah. and all that, yeah. you know. And I'm on YouTube and all the main ones, but this time I'm really going. That's that was my downfall. I never had enough time between the tailor and the music. When I finally did do that, I didn't have enough time to distribute it. Now you're doing um, the music, there's nothing to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got all the time. I shouldn't the laugh, I know. I'm gonna be a musical manager now, manager Ray. <laughs> David, David, we're all, we're all the time in the world. We're going to get back on our feet, all of us. Yeah. And uh, you, you've been listening to um, Ray Gelato's London Lives podcast with uh, the wonderful David Stevens, who's not, not only a fantastic artist, but a fantastic guy. And we're not, our day ain't over yet. We're going to no. do a few more things that they're going to go to a wall. But um, we'll David... we probably get arrested. But... Uh, thank you very much for coming on, no, my friend. Brilliant. God bless, Amazing. mate. Yeah.